Welcome to Diary of a Third Culture Kid, the podcast that lets you know that just because you're different doesn't mean you're alone. I'm Samuel, and in case you don't know, Third Culture Kids, or TCKs, are people raised in a culture other than their parents or the culture of their passport country for a significant part of their childhood. Consider each episode to be an entry to a diary of Third Culture Kids, their parents, my own family, or excitingly today, TCK experts. I've been in touch with a TCK expert named Kate Berger. She is the founder and director of a company dedicated to third culture kids called the Expat Kids Club. But as we live in different countries, I had to interview her by video call. So sorry if the sound quality isn't the best. Kate will give us a more export sort of view of how TCKs think and live and what makes people like me different than others. Now, on to the interview. I'm so excited. So, um, Kate, thank you so much for agreeing to share your story on my podcast, Diary of a Third Culture Kid. And as an expert in the Third Culture Kids universe, I'll ask you some questions about you and your very cool occupation. Sounds good? Sounds great. And thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be a guest. Of course. Of course. It's nice having you here as well. So nice. So first, um, where were you born? I was born in New York. New York? Um, that's cool. And what nationalities were your parents? Um, American. And uh, my grandparents came from Europe originally and, and um, came over to America. But my parents, full American. So you're basically fully American. You're born in America and both your parents are American. I know. <laughs> That's so cool. And where are you currently living and what brought you wherever you're living currently? I'm currently in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, and I've been here for over 10 years. I think it's actually like 13 years now, which is crazy. Wow. Um, and I came over here originally as a student to study psychology and was interested in having a sort of um, Dutch perspective on um, psychology and development because the Dutch were such an influence in right. um, yeah. you know, uh, culture in modern society. And so that's how I ended up here. Yeah, that, that, but that must have been a big step from America to the Netherlands. Like, how did you decide to, to, like, how did you know how hard it was going to be, or were you, were you ready before? Or? Oh, no, not at all. I had no <laughs> idea what I was getting myself into. Um, you know, I was young and naive and thought it was, didn't really think long term and just was kind of planning for, um, you know, the moment. And um, here I am all these years yeah. later. So I'm sure it turned out because you're still there. It turned out, it worked out okay. Um, but in hindsight, I had no idea what I was doing and what I was getting into and how hard it would be to, um, you know, live in a non-native environment and try to figure out and navigate like all the complexities that come with that. Right. And also you can, you don't speak the same language as them because they right. speak Dutch. And I mean, yeah. in Amsterdam, and it's maybe a little bit easier than in other right, places yeah. because people speak English, right? Um, but culture is more than language, as you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, I definitely know that. <laughs> so, um, so does, because you've lived in the Netherlands for so long, does that make you an ATCK, which I think is the term, an adult third culture kid? Right, right. I was thinking about this question and I'm inclined to say no, <laughs> but then there's a part of me that's like, well, I'm also sort of because, um, you know, I, I had this experience abroad um, as an adult and not necessarily as a child, 
So I don't know if that makes me an adult third culture kid, but I, it definitely makes me something because, right. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've been through this experience of um, living somewhere where you have to learn, you know, a whole new uh, set of sort of cultural norms and all these kinds of things. So I'm something, right. but right. I don't know if I'm an ATCK, <laughs> but it's an interesting yeah question to think about how we define ourselves or how others define us in the in this context of moving mm -hmm. and like as the as we're on the topic of definitions and things what do you define as the so-called third culture what, yeah. what does that mean to you the third yeah culture? to me it means that um you know it's the way that i talk about it with kids that i work with is that it's um this so maybe you have a parent from one culture and then and a parent, the other parent from another culture, or you kind of have this um, culture at home in your family life. Yeah. And then you're involved in a different culture and maybe your school academic life. Um, and so you sort of fall between the cracks somehow and, and are a part of this third culture because it's this culture right. of sort of belonging everywhere and nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the, um, I heard it's like kind of like the neither nor kind of culture. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not from here, but I'm from here. Like sort of that kind right. of thing. Right. Uh, and so, and it, and it is in of itself a culture because there are actually so many people who fit into that neither nor circumstance, right? right? And is it, it's not really sort it's not really a physical culture, right? It's more of like a um, mental place where people that have moved all over kind of fit in. Sorry. Yeah, I love that. I love that you describe it that way. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's kind of like what I was thinking as I was researching more into what the third culture actually means. So yeah. Yeah, um, and I guess you know quite a bit about it, being the expert yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but yeah, because I've moved so many times. But but yeah, I'm sure you know a lot about it as well because you've lived in the Netherlands for so long, right? But and worked with a bunch of a bunch of third culture kids too, so I hope I know something about it. Yeah, right. I'm sure you do. <laughs> and so on that topic, what is your occupation? Yeah, so I'm a child and adolescent psychologist, and I work only with third culture kids or and expat kids um, here in the Netherlands. But also, I work online, um, so working with kids who are in different places around the world. Um, yep. And it's really fantastic because they're some of the most incredible young people on this planet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super cool to me. Um, as I, like like I said, as I was doing some research, it's super cool for me to know that there's so many other people like me around the world who have moved a lot. Yeah, and that's really nice. right. Right, because it must be. I don't know if if you recognize this, but you know, you sometimes can be in this place where you, it's really lonely, right? To be kind of mm -hmm. neither here nor there. And it's hard to imagine that there are other people sometimes that understand and get it, but there actually are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though it may seem really surprising because there's not, maybe not that many around you. Right. Like there might be someone in, I don't know, Japan or something, right? Who gets it. It was like, yeah. oh yeah, I know what that's like. I've been through that kind of similar thing exactly. too. <laughs> but they're so far away that you don't see each other, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis and can't connect true. Uh, as easily. So. Yeah. And yeah. why did you choose this as your job? Um, well, so I had studied to be a psychologist, a child and adolescent psychologist. And um, I always knew I wanted to work with young people. I worked um, like when I was in high school, I uh, volunteered oh, wow. for a residential um, youth residential treatment center and I babysat. I was a nanny throughout college. 
Um, and I always just really liked working with young people. And then um, when I finished my master's degree here in the Netherlands, um, I sort of noticed that there was this um, gap in the support that was being offered for this specific population for yeah, sure. their culture kids. Um, and so I thought, well, maybe this is something I could do and see how it goes. Um, and again, it was one of those, like, didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, um, ended up establishing this private practice, the expat kids club. And, um, that's been over 10 years now, I guess. And, um, it's sort of one thing led to another and started working with a few kids and then it was a few more families and then it was collaborations yeah. with schools and, now it's like I think we've like now it's, there's a team. It's not just me anymore, and I think That's we awesome. were trying to we were trying to count it all up recently, and it's like over 500 families or something. Really? That with. Wow! Yeah. That's that's really great. Cool. <laughs> and what what are the main goals of the Expat Kids Club, and how do you set about achieving those goals? The so I guess the main goals are about supporting expat and third culture kids in their relocation let's say stress or difficulties because we know moving is hard right yeah um, it can be stressful and so we really aim to limit the negative impacts of stress so that these kids can thrive in their environments um, and also then share their really incredible and diverse experiences yes. yeah. with those around them and my whole you know the thing I get most excited about is that um, these third culture kids, um, we know that they have skills that you can't teach in a classroom. We know that they <laughs> learn through life experience. Um, they speak many languages. They know how to deal with different kinds of people. They're creative. They think outside of the box. Like there's a long list of skills, right? Um, and I'm sure that's and, your favorite thing about working with TCKs, like hearing their stories. I mean, they're brilliant, um, <laughs> really. And so... Our mission is really about just helping them to share those strengths with the world. Yeah, that's great. And I'm really glad that um, I, I guess the Expat Kids Club helped uh, show them that they can tell others about their life and they have a voice in this big world. And there's others like them that can help them through it, right? Definitely, definitely. And that's kind of the reason why we decided to call ourselves a club, um, because yeah. we really want anyone who we're working with to understand that they belong to this group, this community, true, true. Um, and that they're not alone. Because a lot of third culture kids and expat kids really struggle with the sense of belongingness because, um, you know, they move so frequently and don't really have this sense of, like, where home is, right? Mm -hmm. I think you talked about that in your other yeah, like, yeah. I, I did. episodes. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so we really try to, to give some, some sort of stability and grounding in the midst of all the moving and changes that take place in, in the lifestyle. Yeah, and I'm sure that's super helpful because I know that I've uh, struggled with a sense of belongingness wherever, wherever I move because everybody already has um, all of their things, all of their friends, all of the places that they go to. And they're not, sometimes they may not be as open to sharing that with other people who haven't been with them their entire lives. So Right, right. And then you come in and it's like, you know, you, I mean, as, it's natural as humans, we want to connect, right? And we want to make friends and feel like, okay, and especially for, you know, young people in school, set, like, if you don't have other people and friends, it can really feel like, you know, it can, it can be, let's just say, like, really, really, really difficult, right? Right. 
Um, so it's natural to want to connect and have a sense of belongingness. And so that's a really important thing that um, we try to help expat and third culture kids um, navigate all that. Yeah, that's that's good. And yeah, that's I agree that that is really important, that sense of uh, belongingness. And mm-hmm. um, so with your experience as a TCK expert, uh, what do you think are the pros and cons of being a TCK? So I know we've already discussed uh, some of these pros and cons, but what do you think are like kind of the main pros and cons um, about being a TCK? Um, well, I'll start with the cons because I want to end on a good note. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Um, so the, the difficulties, and I like to call them challenges, um, and that's a really important thing that a lot of people um, you know, when, when we start working with families, we really try to let them see how the challenges and the difficulties that come with um, this lifestyle are sort of things that can be overcome. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's really important to be able to look at the difficulties, the challenges from this perspective of like, okay, yes, this is hard, but let me figure out how to deal with it. Like more of a growth mindset, like you're open to new things. and Totally. Yes, right. exactly. Um, so I think some of those difficulties or challenges, of course, are like you said, the belongingness um, or lack of belongingness that comes. Um, also, the grief and the grieving process when we have to say goodbye all the time to people and places. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that sense of self and identity that is constantly changing in the context of where we are and we can sometimes feel like we've lost a part of ourselves and we don't know who we are anymore and the loss Mm -hmm. and the grief that comes with that um those are some of the really big ones um we know that changing environments does something neurologically to how the brain is able to process information and problem solve and emotionally regulate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we do see that kids um, can have difficulties with schoolwork, for example, and um, difficulties like concentrating <laughs> um, yeah. because of these, uh, because of moving experiences. So those are some of the cons. Um, and then the pros, of course, I mean, this sort of diverse life experience, knowledge that gets acquired from going through all these, um, you know, meeting different people and understanding different cultures, um, the ability to deal with kind of being dropped somewhere and having to figure that out, (laughs) the resilience, right. That ability to like come back Mm -hmm. from life's difficulties. Um, yeah. Languages. I mean, like I said before, like all of the, young third culture expat kids that I work with just have this incredible ability to like see the big picture. They have this global mindset as well, right? right? Um, To be able to understand, you know, to get from A to B on something, there's like 10 different ways (laughs) instead of one. (laughs) Um, So yeah. And and we know that third culture kids, expat kids, I use that term terminology interchangeably. Um, But we know that these kids actually are uniquely qualified for leadership positions later in life because Mm -hmm. of the experiences. And they're so open-minded. They look at all of the different perspectives. and Exactly. Yeah. And how different people could interpret things, right? Totally. Totally. Do you recognize that from your own life, that these are skills that you're like, oh, yeah, that that is kind of different than some of the people who haven't moved around? Yeah, exactly. So... Um, at least a lot of the people in my school have lived there their entire life, which is which is new for me because yeah. uh, usually the schools I go to are more international. But um, 
yeah, so I noticed some a lot of times I take a more a, of a of a like leadership sort of position. And um, it's not like I, I forcefully do. It just kind of naturally happens because <laughs> yeah. I, I've been taught in so many different ways. And I know also different things about different cultures. So, um, yeah, it, it is easier for me kind of to be a leader for others yeah. instead of a follower. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice sometimes, but then at other times it's a bit hard because uh, you're the one that has to do a lot of things compared to um, the followers. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because it must actually create some some additional pressure sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's yeah, to be the one who's always kind of in charge and leading, like yeah, maybe it's also nice sometimes for you to have a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's it is kind of hard to have a break when you're moving every year. Luckily, this year I haven't moved though, which is which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good news, but um. But yeah, it it still it still is hard uh, getting used to the new culture. Still, even though I've been here for a little bit, but, yeah. Um. So just to to change topics a little bit. So for mm-hmm. the parents who are listening, um, mm-hmm. wh- what is the best advice you can give them to help their children become the best versions, like the best uh, versions of themselves, even mm-hmm. um with all the change and transition, um, like around them when they're moving and how mm-hmm. they can help them with these those challenges. Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. Um, part of me wants to ask you for what you think or <laughs> what advice you would give parents, because I'm sure you have some really good advice for parents. Um, what I would say is that, um, one of the most important things that parents can do is really, um, put effort into spending time with and connecting with their kids. So, you know, there's so many details to figure out when there's a move, right? Like where are we going to live? Exactly. What school are we going to go to? How are we going to pack up the house? Blah, 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 all these things. Right. Um, and parents often can get caught up in those details and they get so busy in this doing mode and organizing and planning yeah. that they, um, miss the chances to really connect with their kids and really be present with them and hear and ask and be curious, you know, and ask their children, like, well, what is this like for you? Um, I think part of it too is because parents don't want to hear that it's hard for their child or for their children, which is really understandable. Nobody wants to hear, you know, that their kids are having a hard time. Um, So maybe sometimes parents avoid asking those questions. (laughs) I don't know. I, I can imagine that might happen sometimes. Um, but that is a pity because then kids don't get a chance to express what the experience is like for them. And, and mm-hmm. you know, they don't need their parents to fix it. They just need their parents to hear it. Right. Yeah. Just like even though the parents may not want to hear because they want you to be positive about the move because it's, yeah. it's hard for them as well. I mean, it's, exactly. like, it's just you. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I know. I know what that. That's like, Did you, would you, what would you say? Like, what's some advice that you would give parents? Well, um, I, I agree with what you said, like spending more um, personal time with them, catching up with them. But um, also you can let the, the kids give you some of the, the, the things that are hard about them. And then you can also maybe, um, I know this has helped me sometimes during my moves when my parents show me like the new places that are there, the new things to explore and, um, right. um, at least in, in Luxembourg, one of the things that my parents were showing me when I was moving here is that it's so easy to travel everywhere because there's so many different countries close by. And right. then it won't be too far away from the place I moved from before, which was the Netherlands. Right. So, right. 
Right. So to be able to kind of visualize and understand like the place that you're going, that, that was yeah. helpful, has been helpful for you. Yeah, that's a really good one too. Um, even sometimes families have the possibility to like go and visit actually the new place before they move. Oh, yes, yeah. My, my parents did that sometimes like when they were house hunting, they'd look around before and check out the different schools and areas that, that we could live in. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, that can be helpful. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of check out the place before you before you actually live in it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because sometimes um, before I move somewhere, I've actually uh, had a vacation there before or, or something. Oh, that and, is so funny. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm actually able to go to all these places again, <laughs> but even to a larger extent. So Wow. But yeah, that's cool. Wow. Me. <laughs> and um, just for another question, for the TCKs who are listening... What is some advice you can give them to find peace and joy in the journey, even if it's not a journey that they chose? Because I know you were you were talking about how um, the parents don't really want to hear the the like things that they're going to miss or what they're so sad about. But it's also and it's good to listen to those things. But it's also good to um, have, like I said, a growth mindset to be open to new things. So totally. So what are some if like what is some advice you give people who are trying to find more peace and joy uh, during their move or yeah yeah great move? question like how to help or what would be some advice for TCKs who are maybe struggling and, and how mm-hmm. to like how they could find peace and joy in in the difficulty yes correct yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah I mean I think like what you said being able to look at it as an opportunity for growth, right? That, you know, life is hard, right? Like, not just moving, life is really hard. And every time we go through the process of dealing with difficulty and coming out on the other end, having success in that, um, we're stronger. And so for TCKs and expat kids to keep in mind that um, even though it's, it's challenging and it's really hard sometimes, they are developing the superpower <laughs> that's going to help them throughout the rest of their lives. And every time they overcome the difficulty, um, you know, they're just strengthening that muscle and that superpower strength, right? right. It's, right. Which is so cool. <laughs> I um, agree. So yeah. you can just think maybe not in the moment, but in the long run kind of, right? Yeah, keep it. And that's something that, that TCKs are going to be good at anyway, right? Having that perspective. Um, I think also really, really important to to, um, to share your experiences because um, they're really unique. And kids and, and other people who maybe haven't been through these kinds of life experiences aren't going to realize that this is like, something that people do yeah. um, <laughs> but it's really unique and interesting so share that and talk to you know you pass that knowledge as much as you can um, hopefully other kids become curious about it like oh that's yeah. so cool you've lived in Kathmandu wow that's awesome yeah. what's that like <laughs> um, they may not always be interested right because they might sometimes think like oh you're just bragging um, right. but share it and reach out to the the community the global community that is there there are lots of ways to connect with other TCKs like how do you do it how do you connect with other TCKs well um sometimes it's uh hard but uh I I kind of the usually the third culture kids and TCKs uh, are a bit different and act a bit differently than the um than other people so I try and and try and find them and and ask them more questions I just like asking people about their lives before I um, like when I move someone new, I like asking people a lot about themselves so I can get to know them better um, before I hang out with them, for example. 
And uh, also doing this podcast is, in, like I said, I, I've mentioned before in my previous episode, it's, um, it's a way for me to kind of uh, know that it's not just me out there and to find other TCKs that I can help with the, the information that I've gained from moving. Totally. And that is like the single reason why I am such a big fan of this podcast, because <laughs> I think it's going to be really helpful for other kids out there who yeah, thank need you. to connect and, and hear, oh, OK, I'm not alone with this. Yeah, and I'm sure the Expat Kids Club is extremely helpful for that as well because... <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> because, like, yeah, because they just know... It's a club, like he said. Um, They know there's other people like them um, who come to the same place. And, and it's good because, like like we were talking about earlier, you can you can talk about experiences that you've had um, when maybe others aren't open to hearing it or listening to it. Right, right. And, um, and right. so... Uh, when when you like when you have TCKs that are moving or or have just moved in, uh, what is the or maybe something you do personally? What is the best thing that you can do? Something quick like that you can do when you're angry or sad about moving moving to kind of calm you down. In a way. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I think it goes back to just expressing. So um, we work with tools like um, building emotional thermometers yep. <laughs> so being able to rate your emotions on a zero to five or one to ten scale kind of thing right. um, and to share that to be able to share that with parents and say like look I'm at a four out of five right now mom you know and then mom can understand what that means because she can see that on the thermometer and right and she can give you some space maybe or, or right and maybe that's something you've agreed ahead of time that when you're at a four here's what I need here's what I don't exactly. need um and and we work a lot on so identifying sort of recognizing in the moment that emotional um, sort of EQ, emotional intelligence, and also noticing how that affects our thinking and how it affects our behavior um, so that hopefully with that awareness, we can make some choices, effective choices about it and not always react to those strong emotions when they come up. Mm-hmm. And to realize like, yeah, like you said, with the thermometer, to realize that you're at kind of a high stress state and you don't want that to get worse because if it goes overboard, that could be um, catastrophic for not just you, but the people around you. Yeah, and I know sometimes that's hard for me, but I've I've also found ways using maybe some strategies like that to calm myself down and maybe go into a room and read a book and kind of yeah um, yeah yeah calm my emotions. Yeah, that's down. that's really cool that it's and it's it's a always for any of us work in progress, right? I mean. I also get to a four out of five on a more regular basis than I want to admit, right. <laughs> um, you know, and then we're all people and we're all human and, you know, emotions are important because they tell us something about our experience, right. That we otherwise maybe aren't aware of. So it's helpful to pay attention to them and notice, Oh, okay. This is what's going on for me right now. Um, and hopefully with practice, it takes so much practice, but hopefully we get to a point where we can, you know, more times than not make sort of helpful choices about what we want to do. <laughs> yeah, right. And but we mess up sometimes, or a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, so, it's yeah, like you said, it's really good to kind of find, and it takes practice, but it's really good to find the times when you realize that you're getting overworked or overstressed and calm yourself totally, down. Totally, totally. And um, to shift gears, I was just wondering, um, in your practice, like as um, working in the expat kids club, does your status as an ATCK or an adult third culture kid, I guess, partially um, help you in your practice? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, 
because I've had the experience of living somewhere that's not my native culture, um, I think I can somehow somewhat relate, but what I really always try to do actually is tell myself and also tell the young people that I'm working with that actually, I don't know what your experience is like, even mm-hmm. though I've had mine, <laughs> um, but I'm not you. So I can maybe recognize certain things, but um, I find it much more helpful to um, just be really curious and um, ask and, and let um, the, you know, the young people that I work with know that I want to mm-hmm. understand as best as I possibly can what it's like for them. So I guess, long answer to your question. <laughs> um, but I think yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds right, because everyone has their own personal experiences. And, and nobody can really relate to, to them because they're, they're unique. It's, their experiences are unique to themselves. Yeah, one of the things I hear from from young people all the time is like, um, how annoying it is when an adult will say, well, I know what this is like for you, because I've been through this. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so I've learned they, they, these kids have taught me um, that I don't know what it's like, because mm-hmm. my experience is different. So I try to come into my work with that kind of open curiosity, um, and not project my own experience onto what somebody else is sharing with me. Yeah. And, and like the best thing that maybe, um, I think sometimes the best thing that you could do is kind of just give them ideas or practices that could help them feel better about that situation. Cause even if you don't understand it, you know how to help them. Correct. Yeah. Or like you say, you give them ideas, right. And say, Hey, mm-hmm. does this work for you? Here's an idea. You could try it. Does it work? Yes. Great. No. Okay. Let's try something else. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as you're talking to all of these TCKs, um, maybe we've already um, gone over this, but what is the most surprising thing you've learned or observed or heard about um, TCKs that you've seen or uh, that you've heard about like online or, or um, anywhere? That's a great question too. I think one of the things I'm always really um, surprised or like, interested or or curious about is that whenever if I start if I start talking about the work that I do with people who are you know outside of my work network let's say like like family friends or just random people that I come in contact with Mm -hmm. in life or whatever um how many people actually when they hear about TCKs and expat kids they sort of go like oh wait I kind of had that when I was a kid or, Oh, I know some, like my best friend went through that and I didn't realize that was, and all these things like it's, it's so incredible how many people are touched by this kind of experience, but don't know that it's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that was nice for me as well when I was doing this, because I knew I moved around a lot and I didn't really necessarily um, hang out with a lot of people that did the same thing as me. So when I found out there was, a culture that was kind of designated to the type of things that I've gone through. I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. And it's really good to, and I'm sure the expat kids club helps, um, really show kids that there are more people and that they can connect. And it's, it's an actual thing and it's a real <laughs> yeah. thing that people go through. And, um, it's right. Hard. right, right. Yeah. I hope, I hope we're doing our part in that way. <laughs> and, and last, last thing, uh, what do you think are the benefits of, um, 
kind of uh, being a member of the expat kids club or just talking to others about your experiences and I know we've like we've talked a little bit about that but um maybe there's a couple of other things that we missed on yeah um some benefits I mean you'd have to ask the kids that we work with to know for sure but I yeah, hope exactly. <laughs> I hope that um they feel you know heard and seen and, and recognized and um, supported in their experiences um, I know for sure for me on a personal level I benefit from getting to know these young people <laughs> um, it because they inspire me and our team constantly we're talking about how cool these kids are um, and I think that um, you know hopefully what we the sort of ideas and tools and strategies that we teach, um, you know, TCKs and expat kids to, to help them deal with the moving stress, mm -hmm. um, hopefully allows them to, um, you know, make more effective choices or deal with difficulty, um, in sort of quote unquote better ways, but also then learn how to be kinder to themselves when they maybe don't handle life perfectly or mm -hmm. when they um, do get stressed or when they're having a really hard time, um, you know, I hope that they, um, that we are able to encourage them to um, see their own humanity in these circumstances <laughs> and be really kind and, and empathic for other people, of course, but also for themselves right. um, and, and take good care of themselves. You know, if, and if I can help somebody with that, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and I'm sure you helped so many people with that. I mean, you said 500 families. That's, that's amazing. It's so crazy, right? <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And so I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking your time out of your, I'm sure, busy schedule uh, to talk with me about this and kind of have a more in-depth conversation about, like, what TCK's experience and what it's like in their mindset. So thank you well, so much. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me and keep up the awesome work that you're doing. And um, I can't wait to share this podcast series with more people. I've already started sharing it, but oh, thank you so much. People, yeah. so that, um, really appreciate you know, because I think it's maybe nice for people to hear from somebody who does this work. But I think at the end of the day, they want to hear from the kids themselves, kids like you True. who've lived it, right? So. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, it was my pleasure. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, it's it's really been great uh, hearing some um, information from an expert in this field. So thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you for listening. There are more episodes coming soon, so keep listening and please add notifications for a diary of a third culture kid so you know when an episode comes out. As your host, I would love to hear recommendations for anything such as topics to talk about or things you'd like to know about me. You can contact me at tckpodcast at gmail.com. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star review below or send it to your friends so they can listen to it wherever they get their podcasts. You can follow the Expat Kids Club on Instagram at Expat Kids Club and on Facebook. See you guys soon.